Welcome to today's teaching service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church SCAC Temagana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is to follow in the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus. Prepare yourselves, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the Word and power of God brought to you by Rev. Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the General Overseer of SDAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. I encourage you, therefore, to join us every Tuesday at our teaching services at 7 p.m. prompt. You will be truly blessed. God bless you as you join us in the service. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, we thank you for this day and for this meeting. Oh Lord, this is again the gathering of your children before you in your holy sanctuary. And we do so in the name of Jesus. Believing that Lord is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we have been able to come before you. We are here, the Lord, we might teach us your word, and we might walk, therefore, in your word. Grant us to have, Lord, humble, teachable, understanding spirits. Lord, your word will come to us, O Lord, as a, a light unto a path, a lamp unto our feet. And it shall be well with us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all be seated. I want to welcome everyone that is following us in this evening's teaching service. Um, whether you are in Ghana or outside Ghana, where we are on the face of the earth, you are very much welcome to be with us this evening. But tonight I, I have special word for you that is entitled God be with you the title of this evening's teaching is God be with you God be with you and for our scripture let's go to the book of Genesis Genesis chapter 39 Verses 1 to 6. Genesis 39. Verses 1 to 6. God be with you. And may God be with us all. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar. An officer of Pharaoh. Captain of the guard. An Egyptian bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph, Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he did not know what he had except for the bread or food which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
as you know Joseph was one of the sons of Jacob and um, because of his dreams and because of his um, utterances word um, though he was his father's favorite son his brothers envied him they hated him and therefore when they had the opportunity they lay hold of him and had wanted to kill him they wanted to kill him but desired to sell him to slave owners Ishmaelites who were slave traders they sold their own brother Joseph to slave traders for a price and these slave traders took him to Egypt to the slave market where Joseph was offered for sale like you sell uh, some possession anything and it happened that Potiphar the captain of the guard in Pharaoh's army bought Joseph as a slave and brought him to his house but the Bible said that the Lord was with Joseph the Lord, the difference here was that the Lord was with Joseph and he was therefore a successful man successful man Beloved, in the New Testament, in the era in which we are now, we are, we are in the last dispensation. In this dispensation or in this era, uh, for God to be with somebody, and church, may God be with you all. For God to be with somebody means two things, basically two things. It means that that person, that person continues in a permanent state of close personal relationship with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For God to be with somebody, God gives that person grace. The person is able to maintain a permanent, not an off and off thing, not an on and off thing. Not an interrupted relationship. It's a permanent, continuous, close, close, but a personal relationship with God. Just note these words very carefully. For God to be with you, in other words, you must look at yourself and examine yourself and decide is God with me therefore am I maintaining a continuously permanent very close relationship with God as my personal Lord and Savior because there are many who say they are Christians but their relationship with God is not personal God is somewhere else and they are a different place they don't see God as, or Jesus, or Holy Spirit as with them 24 hours a day. They only see Him or they feel Him when they come to church. But outside the church, they are on their own. So, this is what it means to say that God is with you. And then, the second thing that is, is, might be seen as proof that God is with you is the receiving of blessings and power from God. You see, as you maintain that permanent and close personal relationship with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, then you receive, God then gives you blessings and power. Because there are many things that you cannot do by your own might, not by your own power, but take the power of God to do them. As you see here in the case of, of Joseph, um, these, these things, or God being with you, 
is characterized by three graces. There are something called three graces. These are graces. It's the grace of God. God gives you these things. You see, we as humans, there's very little we can do or receive unless God gives us the ability, the divine ability to do so. Therefore, John the Baptist said, a man can receive nothing. A man can receive nothing unless it is given to him or her from above. Now, there are three graces that we see in the life of everyone in whom is the Spirit of God or with whom God is. And these three graces are faith in God two, hope of our future glory and love for God. For these, when we go to the book of 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13. The Bible says here that, and now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. The Bible says that now here, as a Christian, what we have, what is abiding, what is working now, what is present now, what we should have now, and now abide, what we have now as a Christian, as a believer, what we have now is faith. And this faith is faith in God. So that when you have that personal relationship with God and God is with you, in fact, you are constantly reminded. You are always aware that the presence of God demands that you should rely on Him, depend on Him, trust Him. And therefore you commit things, everything that you do, or at least every important thing that you do, into his care. Make him aware, you consult him, you pray and let him know. You don't take any decision without bringing in God into the equation. And that is faith. Faith. And then hope. So as you go through this life, living your life by faith, you also never forget that there's a hope for the future. The future is not tomorrow, it's not next week, but the hope that we're talking about is where you're going to spend eternity. You'll be looking forward to the time, maybe 50, 60, 70, even 80 years from now, when you shall be with the Lord throughout eternity. And this is something that is set before you. It's a hope for the future glory. So as you live by faith in this life, you also hope for the future glory that shall be given to you when Christ comes again so you'll be with Him forever in eternity. And that is the third thing about when God is with you. While God is with you, the Holy Ghost will keep reminding you these things. You do not forget. Because He is in you, He helps you, He brings to your remembrance all these things. And then finally, love for God. Love. Love for God, knowing that God also loves you. Love for God and the love of God. The Bible says, faith will end. When we go to heaven, there will be no longer need for faith. When we get to heaven, there will be no need for hope because we are all there already. So what are you hoping for? All that you are hoping for, you have received it. So there is no need for hope, no need for faith. But then love continues. So love is the greatest. Love for God, the love of God. That is the greatest. Therefore, when God is with you, in fact, all the time... Uh, you have love for God. You love God. And you are also reminded that God loves you. God loves you. Now, this is the situation, or this is the kind of life that Joseph 
was living. Though he was not living in the New Testament era, he lived in the Old Testament era. But we see these things, you know, practically, you know, happening in the life of Joseph. Because he, Joseph's life went through some drastic changes. Drastic changes. Beginning from the time when he was in his father's house as his father's favorite son. Joseph was his father's favorite son. He was the one that his father loved most of all. He enjoyed the love, the comfort, the, 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 the security of his father's house. Uh, one day, just one day, he found himself captured by his own brothers. Not by enemy, by his own brothers. And he must have heard them debating whether to kill him or to do whatever with him. Imagine your brothers, 11 of them, or 10 of them, they capture you and they are debating whether they should kill you or not. The mental anguish, the fear that will come upon you. And then they decide that no, they will throw him into a pit, a very deep well, hole, manhole, from which he couldn't come out. Then leave him there to die from hunger and thirst and rot there. So instead of killing him immediately, they said that they would let the, the pit kill him. So they threw him into the pit. The Bible says, fortunately, or by, by design of God, there was no water in the pit. If there had been water in the pit and Joseph could not swim, he would have drowned. But there was no water in the pit. And there was no snake, no venomous snake in the pit. And then, next thing, they brought him out and sold him as if he was plantain or yam. They sold him to slave traders who were passing by on their way to Egypt, to the slave market in Egypt. They sold him, they bargained with them. He could hear them bargaining. He was standing there, bargaining a price for him. You can see all these drastic changes. And then he became a slave of the Ishmaelites. And the journey to Egypt wouldn't be a comfortable one. His, hand will, his hands will bound and he has to walk across the wilderness. The masters will sit on camels. He will have to walk. Somebody who was his father's favorite son, now on his way to Egypt, on foot, as a slave. And when they got there, what did they do with him? They took him to the slave market, together with other slaves from all parts of the world. And people would come and examine them, bargain, as if he was um, a goat. Bargain, and you hear them bargaining. His masters trying to make the most profit out of him. Eventually, he was sold to Potiphar, a captain of Pharaoh's guard. So Potiphar took him to his house. The Bible says that there, God, because God was with him, and church, may God be with you all. He became a successful man. Even as a slave, he was successful. And then, from Potiphar's house, he ended up in prison. Potiphar's house as a slave, as if that was not enough. Now he became a prisoner. And he was there for quite some time. Until on the prison, when he came out, only to be made prime minister of Egypt. So we can see the drastic changes, the drastic social transformations that happened to Joseph. Had it not been the fact that the Lord was with him, he wouldn't have been able to, to endure or go through all these changes. Beloved, that's why it's important for you and for me as Christians that we make sure that we are, we are assured that God is with us. When you are sure that God is with you, the psalmist said, the Lord will be your shepherd. You shall not want. Yes, you may even walk 
through the valley of the shadow of death, where others go and they don't come back, where others are afraid to go to, you walk there and you shall fear no evil. There, there's evil there, but you shall not be afraid because you know God is with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. He will always give you a sign to assure you that he is with you. He will give you a sign. And then, you know that you are going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. Amen. Clap your hand for Jesus. So, though Joseph was bought, he was sold and bought as a slave. He was sold. And he was sold as a slave. And he was bought by Potiphar as a slave. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. Um, situations may change. Things may change in our lives or around us. But church, let us remember that when God is with you, God's relationship with you never changes. God never said that because you are a slave, so now he will he, 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 he have nothing to do with you. Or because you are a master or the boss, he doesn't have anything to do with you. It doesn't matter what your situation. It doesn't matter how often they change or how drastic the changes are. God's relationship with his children remains ever the same. Just say, Amen. So, in the case of Joseph, because God was with him, he was a successful man. Even when he had a master. A lot of times, we tend to believe that servants or workers cannot be successful. That it's only the boss who is successful. It's only the owner of the slave who has success. Here was Joseph, a, a slave in the house of Potiphar. The Bible says that he was a successful man. Beloved church, no matter what your situation is, may you be successful. When God is with you, and may God be with you all. Wherever you are, wherever you go, you shall be successful. In the name of Jesus. Only make sure that God is with you. That is all the requirements. That's all the requirements that you need to have. That God is with you. And you see, Potiphar was smart. He saw that God was with Joseph. Because I'm sure he had other slaves. Potiphar asked the captain of Pharaoh's guard. Must have had other slaves. But Joseph stood out. Joseph was different. Beloved, how different are you? How different are you from your friends and even your family? How different are you from your co-workers? How different are you from, from anybody else or everybody else? And can people see the difference? Can people see that difference? Potiphar we are told that saw that God was with Joseph. Beloved, you see, you can't see God being with somebody. Not with only naked eye. You can't look at someone and say, oh, you can't see God being with elder now. But the manifestation of God's presence, the evidence of God's presence in that person's life, is what to make everyone see that God is with you. And may the evidence be abundant. May there be plenty of evidence that all will see that God is with you. What are some of the things that Potiphar may have seen? Protection. He must have seen that maybe while the other slaves were falling sick on a daily basis, Joseph never fell sick. And just may you never fall ill. One year, two years, 
Joseph had never been to the hospital. Others are going to the hospital all the time. Joseph never asked for an excuse duty to go to the hospital. Protection. So he saw that his health was maintained. Somehow, he remained healthy day and night, every day of the week. He was also wise. He had wisdom. Wisdom. He was wise. You see, God cannot be with you if you are unwise. And the manifestation of God's presence is foolishness. No. God is with you. Wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom to discern between good and bad. Wisdom to discern between what is good and what is bad. And the ability to choose what is good. There are some who know the difference. But they are not able to choose the difference, what is good. They rather end up choosing the bad. Wisdom. When there's a problem solving it, how do you solve it? Wisdom. We all face problems each day of our lives. But what you must have seen? Maybe he went out to work one day, came back, and they said, Oh, Master, this problem arose in your absence. Whilst we are away at work, this is what happened in your house. Big problem. They said, Oh, how did you solve it? They said, oh, Joseph. Joseph solved it for us. Every day, Joseph. Every night, Joseph. Morning, Joseph. Afternoon, Joseph. Evening, Joseph. May your name be mentioned morning, afternoon, and evening. In the name of Jesus. So, definitely, Potiphar will see that this Joseph is not, is not somebody I can just assume to be the same as all the others. So, Potiphar saw that God of you, Joseph. Kindness. Kindness. He said, know these things carefully. Wisdom. Kindness. Joseph, kind. Compassionate. He wasn't wicked. He wasn't arrogant and proud. He thought about the others. He was concerned about their situation. Be more than his own situation. Remember when he was in prison? He came in and saw the baker and the car bearer sad. And immediately, he said, what is wrong today? He knew that there was something wrong. Because he was concerned about their emotions, how they felt. He was, he was interested in making everybody happy. Happy. So when he came, I was there, he came and saw the, the baker and the car bearer looking very sad. He asked them, what is the problem? He asked them, what is, he knew there was a problem. Beloved, if you were somebody and God is with you and you, you can't sympathize, you don't have compassion for those around you, the person is sad crying and you don't care, uh, then maybe you have to re-examine yourself. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I've told you before, I don't know about when we were in secondary school, uh, I think Form 1, way back in Form 1, secondary school, and we were about 35 in the class. One morning, two other boys were actually fighting in the class. Two. It's a boys' school, so we used to fight a lot. I used to fight a lot. They were fighting. Therefore, there was an uproar. Hey, 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 hey. There was a lot of noise. And um, the school chaplain, the, the reverend minister who was in charge of the church in the school, happened to be passing by. And he, he, happened, to be, he happened to be the assistant headmaster when he heard this commotion. So he opened the classroom door, came in, and you can oh, everybody just sat down. But you saw what was going on. That two boys were fighting. Uh, we thought that he was going to punish the two boys who were fighting. Going to punish, you could call them out and go and punish them. But there was one, one boy, only one boy in the class, who in the midst of all the fighting and the noise and commotion, he was seriously studying, reading. <laughs> his head was buried in his book. 
didn't care about what was going on. Even if somebody got stabbed, he wasn't interested. If there was blood, it didn't matter to him. He was only interested in his book. And when this chaplain, Reverend Minister, Headmaster opened the door, he was the only one he saw. He didn't look at those who were fighting. Then he said, look at that boy. This is what he said. Look at that boy. Sitting down unconcerned. Come, I will punish you. <laughs> so he was the one that got punished. This is a true story. He was the one that got punished. Because he, as a man of God, every minister, he couldn't see how two boys are fighting. Some are trying to separate them. But you are sitting down, standing unconcerned. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't care. And he was the one that got punished. I mean, if that is the case in your life, then, then the headmaster will punish you. And the headmaster is God himself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Something happening around you, something happening to somebody, and you don't care. You don't care. That is not how the presence of God manifests in his children. So, Potiphar saw that Joseph had the presence of God within him. And by the way, we all know that God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. God is everywhere. But it is not in everybody that he is. And therefore, his power is not in everybody, everyone. I say when, you have, when God is, he gives you blessings and his power. So Potiphar, though he wasn't a, a, a Hebrew or an Israelite, saw that God, the God of Israel, was his... Was his, was his Joseph. And therefore, he began to give him promotion. He began to give him one step higher after the other. Until he had given everything in his house into the hand of a slave. Not an overseer. Not his nephew. Not his brother. But a slave. The Bible says that from the day, from the day that Potiphar gave Joseph authority over everything that was in his house, from that day, God began to bless Potiphar and began to bless everything that was in his house. For the blessing of the Lord was on everything that belonged to him in the house and in the field. So when you read the scriptures, understand these things properly. A lot of times people have come to me and say, Oh, Daddy, pray for me concerning my work. And I ask you, I ask them, Is the work your own work or somebody's work? They say, Oh, uh, it's my, mo- my boss. Fine. I say, well, Your boss, is he a Joseph or a Jezebel? <laughs> if your boss is a, jo- is a Joseph and you, you know you know he's a good man Christian good man of course the blessing on you will rub on him too but if he's a wicked person he's not compassionate in fact he's, he's, he's everything opposite to what God's presence means then you cannot pray for that person in fact you are in the wrong place in the wrong place for the moment that Potiphar gave everything that he had into the hand of Joseph, from that day onwards, God began to bless Potiphar and his house. So that everything, not everybody, even everything, things in his house and in their field became blessed. May God do so for you also. Church, may God do so for you also. So these are spiritual principles, truths pertaining to God being with you. And may God be with you. So that whatever your hand finds to do, that thing prospers. Because it is prospered by God. Not by your own might, not by your own power, but because God with you, that thing prospers. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Just tell them how he became an overseer. Overseer. As a slave, he became an overseer. His, his status had not changed. He was still a slave. But he was an overseer. And the blessing on him was so much that even things in Potiphar's house, things of Potiphar that were even in the field, also became blessed. Church, may God do these things for you also. In the name of Jesus. Clap your two hands for Jesus. When we go to the book of Genesis chapter 30, Genesis 30, verse 27, we see how because of Jacob, Jacob, Joseph's father, Laban, even Laban as crooked and deceitful as he was, was blessed. Genesis thirty twenty seven. Genesis chapter thirty verse twenty seven. And Laban said to him, Please stay if I found favor in your eyes. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. This Laban talking to Jacob. Jacob wanted to leave. And he said, Please Stay, because I've seen that because of you, the Lord has blessed me. And that if you leave, the blessing will leave with you. Blessing will leave with you. Isaac, when the father died, Abraham died, the, the Canaanites, they, they stopped up all the wells that Abraham dug. And those days, to dig well and strike water, it was a, a, a try and error thing. There was no machine to tell whether there was water here or not. But everywhere that Isaac dug, he struck water. And the Canaanites would come in and take over. He struck water, they said, the water belongs to us. And he found one, then they didn't, they didn't fight over that one with me anymore. When the blessing of God is upon you, what are your hands trying to do? May God bless it for you. In the name of Jesus. So Laban, even Laban, saw that because of Jacob, <laughs> he was blessed. They said, stay. Stay, please don't go. Be, for, please stay with him. For your sake, because of you, I am blessed. You see, the, the offspring of Abraham, and we are the, the spiritual descendants of Abraham the offspring of Abraham continue to be a blessing to the nations people fail to realize that the stability whatever we are enjoying in this world now stability everything we have that we enjoy from God and because of his children because of us the day the rapture takes place and the believers are sucked up to heaven and there's no more, there's no more believer and then the Holy Spirit will leave with us. The end of the Holy Spirit's ministry will come to an end. That's when the world will realize that it was because of Christians that they were even getting air to breathe. Because of Christians that we are getting mobile phones to make calls. Because all the mobile phones will break down. Hello? Praise the Lord. So see, we being the offspring of Abraham, continue to be a blessing to the nations. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3. We know it already, but this is God speaking to Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a, you shall be a blessing. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you... All the families of the earth shall be blessed. Just say, Amen. Amen. 
Now, Joseph came to a point, now when he had full responsibility for the welfare of everybody and everything in Potiphar's house. You see, as God lives in you, stays with you, and lives your mind, time will come when God begins to give you responsibilities. And you must realize that it is God who has lifted me this high. It is God who has promoted me this much. Now, in Potiphar's house, Joseph, a slave, had full responsibility over the welfare, the welfare, the well-being, the survival of everybody in Potiphar's house and everything in Potiphar's house. So that even Potiphar left all that he had under the care of Joseph, a slave. The Bible says the only thing he was interested in was whether the, the food had been served. And that's all. He, was, he didn't care about his bank account. He knew that nothing would go wrong. Can we say that about many Christians today? Hello? If you say, say yes. If no, say no. <laughs> if somebody leaves his entire assets, you are a slave. You came to his house as maybe houseboy, house help. You, you didn't come as a, a, a partner, a brother or sister. You came as a servant. Because God is with you, or he saw God with you, he left everything to your care. A lot of times, people get their fingers bent. Many people get their fingers bent. They are disappointed. They are disappointed. So now, Joseph had the welfare of everybody and everything in Potiphar's house in his hand. So that even when he was cast into prison, when Potiphar's wife framed him, accused him falsely and was thrown into jail, in the jail, because God was with him, he was again given the welfare of the prisoners into his hand. He had the welfare, the well-being of the prisoners in his hand. That's why he had the baker and the cup bearer. Why are you sad today? What is happening? He was interested in their welfare, their well-being, which had been given into his hand. May you have this mind in you, church. And this was the mind of Christ. This was the mind of Christ. That was in Christ. Therefore, when God brought him up from prison, ultimately, this same Joseph was made overseer of the welfare and the well-being of the entire nation of, of Egypt. If you cannot, you cannot take care of the little that God gives you, how can God give you much? God cannot give you much. So Joseph, you know, not surprisingly, came out of prison and became the overseer of the welfare, the well-being of the whole nation of Egypt. Let's go to our, our scripture, that's Genesis um, 39, 22, 23, verses 22 and 23. Genesis 39, verses 22 and 23. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Church, may this be your condition in this life. Amen. Wonderful situation. Even the keeper of the prison, if anything went wrong, you'll be in trouble. Prison, uh, prison warden. But he was happy to leave everything in the hand of Joseph. And then, the same um, Genesis, this time, chapter 41, verse 41. Chapter 41, verse 41. 
And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I've set you over all the land of Egypt. Wow. I've set you over all the land of Egypt. The thing is that if God is with you and may God be with you, you always begin. You begin by holding your own welfare, the welfare of your world, of your life, in your hand. That's where it all begins. God will begin by giving you authority, power to decide for giving to your hand your own welfare, your well-being, or your life in this world in your hands through Christ Jesus. But as you manage this properly, very well, God, in a godly manner, then God begins to establish you, handing over the welfare of others in your hands. We see this in the Bible many times. David, David kept his father's flock. The youngest son keeping his father's flock in the bush. He was the youngest of them. The smallest. He was a youth. Bigger brothers. What were they doing? And then when a lion came and caught one lamb, because the welfare, well-being of the, of the flock were so interested to, to him, David went after the lion because of one lamb. And when he took the lamb from the lion's mouth, the lion turned on him, he caught it and killed him. A bear came also and took a lamb and suffered the same fate. David could have been a hireling and said, oh, I'm not going to risk my life because of one lamb. Go and tell my father, the lion just came and took one. My father will be happy that I was not hurt. My father will be happy. I was not hurt. A bear. You mean face a bear? Let the bear take that lamb and go. I'll just tell my father. A bear can say, ah, are you okay? I'm okay. I'm happy that you are not hurt. What is that one lamb compared to my son David? But because he knew how to take care of even the welfare of sheep or flock, God gave him charge for the welfare of his church. May God commit into your hand greater and mightier responsibilities. In the name of Jesus. The same with Moses. Moses was taking care of his father-in-law's flock, Jethro. And God went, got me, and then God gave Israel, Israelites, Hebrews in Egypt, into his hand to bring them out. These are spiritual principles. These are biblical truths that we're talking. So Joseph was indeed a true type of Jesus Christ. He was a type. He was a symbol. He was a shadow. Or let's say even a forerunner of Jesus Christ. Because this, this is the, the, the mind of Christ towards us. This is the mind of Christ towards us. In conclusion, in conclusion, let's go to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7. Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. Acts of the Apostles 7, verses 9 and 10. And the patriarchs, this is Stephen, Stephen, talking to a Sanhedrin. He said, And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. And delivered him out of all his troubles. And gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. This is the, the ideal state that God wants every one of his children. That we, that we may rule the world. That we may take charge of the unbelievers and through our life get the unbelievers to believe in Jesus Christ. And delivered him out of all his troubles. May God deliver you out of all your troubles. And gave him favor in the wisdom. Sorry, gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh. May God give you favor and wisdom in the presence of everybody. In the name of Jesus. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. 
Amen. Then 2 Timothy 2.19 2 Timothy so the 2 verse 19 2 Timothy 2.19 Nevertheless the solid foundation of God stands Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who named the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Nevertheless, there is a solid foundation of, of God that is unshakable. It stands. It is there. You better believe it. No one can change it. You can't change it. I can't change it. It stands. It's firm. It's a solid foundation of God. And it stands. And it says this, the Lord knows those who are His. The Lord knows those who are His. And therefore, if you know that God knows you as His, in other words, you pray in the name of Jesus, you name the name of Christ, you know you are a child of God, then depart from iniquity. And the commonest iniquity that I see many of us have is when we we, we mismanage, mismanage what God has given to our hands. We mismanage it. We, 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 we don't make good use of it. If you don't take care of, good care of the letter that God gives you, how can He give you much? May God be with you. May God be with us all. And God will continue to be with you always. In the name of Jesus. Clap your two hands for Jesus. And let's open by thanking God. Pray, thanking God for this meeting. Thank Him for the word that He has brought so powerfully into our hearing. Thank Him for His presence. Thank Him for the anointing. Lift up your voice and pray out loud. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for this hour. Lord, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your fire. We thank you for your We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for everyone, Lord, who is our also be with you seriously. But if you just you are just saying it. It's not a prayer. You are just saying it. That's not a prayer. But if you pray, you know that you are praying. God will hear you and God will be with you. So you are going to pray the Lord will be with you and be with your loved ones throughout your life, your entire life. In Jesus' name, 
begin to pray asking the Lord shall be with you. The Lord shall be with you. The Lord shall be with you today and night. In the house, in the building, wherever you go, in the marketplace, the Lord shall be with you. Father, we pray that you will be with us and everyone of us will not ask individuals. Lord, we ask for your presence, your presence, your presence, your presence, glory and love of God and the love of God. Without these things in your life, God cannot be with you. If you don't have faith, you cannot please God. You can't please God. God cannot be with you. So faith in God. And then is a hope of the glory that will keep you going. And then love of God, the love, love for God and love of God. We are going to pray that God will give us these things by His grace. The reason that most people don't have these things is that it has not been given to them. It has not been given to them. Therefore, they cannot do it. So, you are going to add that God will give us these things in abundance. Say abundance. abundance. Say abundance. abundance. You are asking for faith in God, hope for the future glory, and love, of, love for God and the love of God. Hope your mouth begin to pray. The Lord shall be with you. Come 
by the word. You're welcome to visit us at Emma Community 5 of TV or being run about. God bless you and we hope to see you next Tuesday.